0: Whoa, what are we doing there? We're supposed to be in the little box. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. I hope you uh, missed us significantly while we were gone on our our one-week vacation. Uh, But welcome to The Created Economy. It's our weekly news show on everything happening in the creative economy. Uh, We bring you a roundup of the latest news, commentary, interviews, deep dives on key topics on everything else happening inside of the creator economy, which is clearly burgeoning and growing too fast for us to keep up with it. Um, just in case you don't know, uh, we do go live on Wednesdays at 3 PM mountain time. You can find out more about us over at HTTP on slash as the official show page where you can find uh, where future episodes are going to be. You can RSVP. Um, you can at questions and suggest topics. We also stream live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, clubhouse, uh, LinkedIn, Uh, I think that's all of them. Uh, so pick your poison. What's whatever the best way for you to consume this content is. Uh, we are trying to be supportive of that process. The way we run our show though, is the first 10 minutes or so we will have, uh, Ken and I will go through a bunch of news, um, articles we will provide about 10 minutes or so for everyone to interact, raise your hand, ask questions, get involved. Um, and then after that, uh, feel free to check out or tune in later for created after dark, which is our after show which will be hosted on Zealous today. Uh, we also do post longer form content and notes uh, after each episode over on our website at, at createdeconomy.com. So we encourage you to go over there. You can also sign up to receive notifications and emails and all the other fun stuff uh, about uh, what we're talking about. So, Ken, how you doing, man? Long time. Oh,
1: man, a week off. And lo- <laughs> I mean, there's so much that keeps going. Nothing stops in, the, in this space. It It, can, it keeps going. <laughs> Uh, but glad glad you're back, and glad we are we are talking to more creator folks, uh, and, and to kind of really dissect and understand what the hell is going on in, in the space. So, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's 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 good to be able to to you know in the in under these lights. It's kind of like nice to to step away from the from the humdrum of regular work and really talk about uh, what's going on and really get the creative juices flowing. So uh, excited to hear from uh, our, our guest uh, Mike Donahue. Uh, from subtext uh, later on on the show
0: absolutely so i have a question uh i believe you you told me you were you went to see a movie in the in this thing called a movie theater how what was this experience like
1: so so it is the apparently there's this thing in the in the post-apocalyptic world that we're in uh and, and and where people can actually gather like actually move from their living rooms and and go into this common building and and sit in this in this tiered seat, uh, row of seats and actually <laughs> c- collaboratively watch this this two-hour uh film yeah. and it's Do you called want to, you watch
0: youtube for like two hours together
1: Oh, uh, you you very well could <laughs> i mean it's like a disney it's like disney plus uh but it's all instead of disney plus or netflix or or hulu it's all a la carte so you pay like basically a one month, a subscription for just one movie. Uh, and so went and watched uh, uh fast and furious nine, uh, F nine. Uh, every time you hear like a, a new title for uh, a sequel to fast and furious, I always think of the function keys on, on a keyboard. So I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, so F one was like what the help menu, uh, F eight is what to, to copy or print screen or something like that. So I'm like, what, what's, what's F nine supposed to do? Um, I yeah. guess it's it's like pause or play or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's like go figure these days. Uh but nice. yeah, the movie was good. Um it it was I mean at this point it's kind of ridiculous when you see like the cars and action scenes, but hey, it, it was it was great, uh worthwhile to to kind of get out and kind of get back to normal after getting vaccinated. Uh Washington State here is is has reopened today. Uh, so you know things are slowly getting back to what they were in pre-pandemic times, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. You know people can, you know, get you know after being stuck at their homes for for a year plus. I mean, it's it's yeah. good to get back. So
0: awesome. Well, we've got a lot of news to run through, so let's get after it. So welcome back. Today is June thirtieth, uh, and uh, welcome to all our friends in uh, Twitter Spaces. I see. Uh, and Clubhouse and also our live viewers on the video side. Uh, We got a lot of news. We're going to go fast uh, and uh, we will get Mike here as soon as possible. So um, in case you don't know, by the way, uh, you can follow along in real time on Twitter, follow at Created Economy. Uh, We live tweet all the links and all the various um, uh, articles that we're covering right now, including things that we don't get to cover because we don't have enough time. Um, So let's jump into the news. Um, Up first, we got some news about Twitter. So um, I found this uh, very interesting. I know you know we've had an ongoing discussion about um, what what the Apple take rates and sort of the impact on the creator economy more broadly. Uh, And we continue to see uh, you know as in a lot of ways the race to the bottom. Uh, And so it seems like Twitter has given, and actually it seems like there's an emergent model now for how uh, creators will get paid. Uh, Spotify announced this. I think Shopify, uh, wait, no, sorry. Shopify even announced something in this domain as well, uh, where they were like your first million dollars in sales, they, they won't take any commissions on. Uh, now, What Twitter has done is they basically, were, they were originally trying to charge 20%. They've lowered that down to, I believe, 3%. And I think that, I don't remember if the 3% was up to, for your first $50,000 in revenue, or if that was Facebook who was saying that, but either way, Twitter is now only taking 3%. Um, uh, actually, and I believe it's, it may be as low as zero or it's 3% up to your first $50,000. I forgot. I like, I, you know, it was, uh, we read so many things today, uh, but it's either zero or 3%, but either way, they basically have like a $50,000 milestone lifetime revenue with the platform. And then beyond that, they'll switch back to their 20% fee. So I see this model emerging where they want to make sure that creators can get sort of that initial, um, traction and start to build what they need to build. And so uh, we, I've seen at least two platforms. I know um, Shopify just announced this in their new uh, program for, for developers. Uh, and now Twitter's announcing this on uh, Spaces. But basically they're waiving or lowering significantly their fees up to a certain amount so that creators can build and establish a business. And then beyond that business, then they can actually move forward um, and actually start to monetize it in new and interesting ways. Uh hold on. Let me get Hoseline up here. Uh I, I, I said it yes. Okay, good. Hoseline, you're in. Uh welcome, my friend. Um, good boss. Uh, I sent you a DM. There's a little bit of a buzzing sound on your mic. Ah, uh, thank you so much. I know what that's from. That's the power cord. Hopefully it's gone now. Uh um, perfect. Excellent, excellent. Okay. So um, Ken, what's next in our in our news here? Some TikTok news. I think this was mine also, right? Um On the TikTok side, you know, I think um, there's a natural trend that we've seen over time, right? Like platforms start out very large uh, and then what brands want or what they drive us to oftentimes is like, you know, very, very um, large creators, big audiences. But what ends up happening and performing really well for them, what they find over time is that actually smaller micro influencers tend to be very influential. This wasn't always the case on the TikTok side, but now we are actually seeing that same trend start to recreate um, or pass through. And now we're seeing, um, Ken says I was booted from the clubhouse room. Sorry. (laughs) Um, uh Oh, that means no one can hear us in clubhouse. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, (laughs) but yeah, the TikTok uh, marketers, um, our music marketers in particular are actually now starting to look for smaller audiences. And I think, you know, this is important to just remember for context. I believe that, you know, every, Creators should realize that there's tremendous value when you're small, right? Like you have strong relationships with your audience. It's an opportunity to really get to know your fans. Uh, And more importantly, I think from a brand point of view, it's a way to truly and directly connect uh, with your audience. So um, tremendous opportunity. I'm glad to see that happening on TikTok as well, because, you know, these arms races, which drives everyone to the top and to try to be as large as possible, I don't think is absolutely the most beneficial thing uh, for creators uh, at large. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kim, yeah. this one was yours.
1: Yes, it is. So on the TikTok side, um, a little bit of, a uh, a, some bad, bad news for, for TikTok. They are facing their first kind of collective, uh, uh, protests, if you will, uh, a bunch, uh, bunch, a group of, of black, uh, creators on TikTok are, have boycotted the, the app they they will no longer currently they're, they've, they've, they've put a hiatus on producing dance tutorials that have have gone viral uh, because they're, they they claim that TikTok is allowing uh, rampant cultural uh, appropriation to happen on there. And these black creators are, are tired of not getting credit. Uh, and this kind of all stems from uh, Megan Thee Stallion's latest video that was supposed to kind of really go big on TikTok. And then the, 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 this group of black creators are like, no, we're not going to do it and therefore uh and and so who knows what's going to happen when when there's uh another video coming out um basically these black creators saying look these there's there's uh their their culture is getting whitewashed uh there's a bunch of these other creators other creators that are getting credit for what they're doing uh and this is not the first time that tiktok has been uh has received criticism over this uh tiktok has apologized for this in the past and said they would do better but obviously based on this it doesn't seem like they have done done any better so uh who this is probably in about a few days into this protest uh and basically we'll see what happens uh with tiktok and and the black creators coming forward but i think as over time this is going to be a big issue about equality and inclusivity uh in in the creator space and i know we're going to have a lot more people joining us uh, on this show later on in the weeks to come and I, i look forward to talking to them about bringing on uh, um, uh, people of color and and women, and and to really t- show how the, how what can we do to make the community more inclusive and and equal, and make sure everyone gets treated that- respectfully and and get their fair share.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm- Sorry. I apologize. I'm trying to manage, you know, how, you know, how it goes with live streams, right? Like uh, everything goes wrong. Uh, so.
1: Isn't, isn't there a rule about, isn't there like some, like a, like a Murphy's law or something like that? You know, everything, everything, everything that's supposed to
0: do go wrong, will go wrong or something like that. I don't know. All right. Well, we do have some Twitch news as well. Um, so I, I, I found this really um, thought provoking uh, actually to see, but it, um, Twitch there were some people who are streaming music on Twitch, actually, and they're earning like as much as ten times as much uh, as they were on by streaming on like normal traditional music streaming platforms. Um, I've always been amazed because we do a lot of work with YouTube creators uh, and the YouTube ecosystem as well, and we see um, a ton of stuff that happens in that universe uh, where uh, where music actually is a strong driver as well um, uh, in, inside of the inside of the, uh, the music universe on, on YouTube. But it's really interesting to see that Twitch is also performing in, uh, such a powerful way. Um, so this was a a good read. I think, um, don't, don't sleep on music, you know, it's powerful and it's, it's prominent and you can leverage it and monetize it definitely in a lot of places. Uh, so it's good to see the Twitch, uh, continuing to be valuable in new and interesting ways to creators everywhere. We got some Facebook news up now.
1: All so right. All you can. Yes. So we've been talking about this for for some time. Uh, with Facebook announcing their Substack rival, it's called Bulletin. Um, now it's actually been official. So here's the thing, though, about that. Like, this is not really surprising to see Facebook roll out a uh, a newsletter competitor or, or newsletter product. I mean, they've they've been kind of been doing. You know, I think it's kind of like commonplace. Like. Of all things, this is you, you have Twitter buying review and and kind of doing their uh, their newsletter service. So why not? And obviously, Substack is is taking off. So why not? Um, it's only a matter of time before you see all the other other platforms starting to do that. I mean, hell, like could Spotify uh, could Spotify roll out a newsletter product? You never know, right? Uh, but I mean, so here's what the, what's interesting about Bulletin. It very much looks like bulletin. It looks like Substack. When you look at the template wise, it looks like looks like uh, Substack. Um, but the but of course the 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 probably the potential for Bulletin is is the reach that Facebook provides well over Substack and well over what Twitter has. Uh, but the thing but so but it's not it's gonna be heavily curated. Let's let's put it this way. Because Facebook's like we don't wanna have all this controversy. So they're going to they're handpicking writers and creators to to have access to bulletin and it's going to be you know non-controversial stuff such as um, uh, like food or 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 travel or, or those type of things uh they have uh, malcolm gladwell uh they have uh, a bunch of other people signed up to to participate already into this uh, but of course the there and they and facebook says they're not going to take any cut from of revenue uh for from from creators at launch How long does that last? I don't know. But at this point with with this creator space, uh, with with developer fees and creator fees, uh, it's basically kind of a race to the bottom, uh, race to zero in a way. So uh, Facebook's coming out and and they're hoping that zero percent fee is going to be enticing for people to want to participate. Uh, Although there's that barrier saying like we're going like Facebook's having has a a basically a, a, a gate up. And it's gonna be very particular in terms of who they uh, allow in. Uh, so it'd be very interesting to see who's gonna s- sign up for this. Uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. Like, did they necess- Did Facebook necessarily need to build a new product? I mean, they had a notes feature back in the day uh, that was part of uh, people's pages. Anyone could create notes, it's almost like a blog. You know, they, they could have just, you know, ramped that up um, and sp- uh, added in an email subscription offering or a, a distribution version, uh, a very uh, feature. And then just allow people to sign up uh, via like subscribing or liking directly on their page. So basically, you know, I could go onto Greg's page and subscribe to his or, or follow him. And then when he puts out a note, boom, the the his that, that basically would be emailed to me directly. So, I mean, couldn't it couldn't have been a lot simpler that way. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it'd be very interesting to see how Bulletin progresses to see if that's actually going to be uh, something worth, that people want to subscribe to versus going to to sub or or using twitter review
0: excellent yeah this is a there's a lot you know there's a lot of controversy about this uh i'm gonna be interested to chat with mike about this as well and see what his t- his take is um but uh, let's continue i do see mike has just arrived uh we do have some instagram news but sorry mike i think uh, we had the wrong url in your <laughs> You're <invited. laughs> Who was, runs this show? I uh, don't know. They should be fired. Uh, Ken, this one's yours. Some Instagram news.
1: Yes. I mean, Instagram. Okay. We talked about Facebook bulletins. So we got newsletters. So now we now people like how many people how many times have you posted a, a story on Instagram? And only to realize that you want it when you want to share a link, you have to do oh, link in bio, right? I mean, you have to do that on Instagram on an Instagram post anyways, but for for Instagram stories. What could happen in, in, in the future is that you're not going to be—it's that that limitation where oh you had to be either like a verified, or you needed to have like 10,000 followers or whatever. Like that could all go away, and you could easily include some some variation where you could just swipe up or to go directly to to a to a link, right? I mean, Twitter's—I'm uh, sorry, TikTok's already doing that with their jump, uh, which was just announced, uh, which was announced this week uh, to allow, open up a, a third-party website or or an app. So. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's how, actually how, called you, jump.
0: You're holding out on me, my friend. You need to tell Dude, there's there's so <laughs> many. We have ten minutes. How much do you want
1: me to throw in here, right? But but th- that's the thing, right? It's like so so. Instagram's coming out with like, okay, let's you know we're gonna make it easier for people to do that. I think they understand that that people's having a pain point for that. But the the concern I have here is that Lincoln bio aspect. A lot of companies have made made money and, and done a lot of business around that LinkedIn bio aspect, right? I mean what's going to happen with where, where Instagram almost in a way cuts the legs from under them uh, and basically offers this, this, ver- this uh, work around it, in a manner of speaking. Uh, so it, it, this kind of shakes things up in a creator space. Uh, I, it, I think this is all a good way for people for Instagram to say, Hey, let's, let's increase uh, engagement and, and usage of stories because I, they see this uh, clearly as a problem. Instagram fundamentally has a problem with with link sharing anyways for the for past uh, Ten years or so since it's been around, you've never been able to to put in a URL into any post or story. So now this is actually going to make it a lot easier for people, especially for creators. And actually, Greg, can you go to the next one? Yep. So this is actually we have more Instagram news where the, you know as Greg was talking about earlier with Twitter super follows, Instagram's like, hold, you know, hold my beer. We're rolling out. We're we're looking at possibly doing our own variation, and we're going to call it quote exclusive stories. They've actually confirmed this to TechCrunch and other other media outlets.
0: Uh, Did you so, see what, the tweet I shared where someone was like, "Great, like we're going to have 30, what was, what was the tweet? It was like every, every
1: platform is basically going to be the same thing, Thirty right? Teachers, That's right.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I mean, you. This is basically like if you if you have a store, if you're doing stories now, you have your you know public stories, and then you could have close friends. There's only two versions you could have, right? But now you're gonna, now theoretically, you might have this third version called exclusive stories, which is going to be like, oh, uh, almost like a subscription type of thing, right? You know, it's like, hey, you pay me to do this. So could we have all this bells and whistles where it's like, okay, you can sign up to do, you know, subscribe to me, you can get my exclusive stories um, and, and it's beneficial for creators or influencers and whatnot. Now, something that that I think uh, that Shira Ovide, a reporter from Bloomberg, uh, or I'm sorry, the New York Times, uh, now has 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 post put on on Twitter, is she's wondering it's like what happens to the fees, right? Who gets these fees? You know, or who's paying these fees f- to 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 Apple, to to Google, and does Facebook get a get a cut of this, right? So, I'd be very curious. I mean, hopefully if we can get like someone from uh, like Fame House, which Greg you've 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 brought on the sh- you've mentioned on the show a few times, it's like FanHouse. House. Fanhouse uh my apologies yeah. fanhouse right like what happens to the you know like what is their take on this right i mean it's like if if i'm giving a 10% cut theoretically i don't and they and facebook hasn't released the their percentage what cut they might take i mean this is all very theoretical uh, um in the works right now right what would what's facebook's cut and do you dev- do you do you give any percentage to the platforms that are distributing it right so at which point is like hey you creators might get 70% cut but at what is that cut actually gets you know after all the fees are hidden fees are take are are kind of for do you wind up taking away with like 40% or something i don't know right so yep. i think it's a ultimate i think it's a good thing uh to have exclusive stories but there's a lot of stuff uh, fine details that need to be sorted out in in the in, in the end um and adam uh, Amoseri, uh the ceo of instagram uh, earlier today he's like saying look we don't want to Instagram don't think of it as a a photo sharing app they don't want to be considered a photo sharing app or a square photo sharing app anymore um, I mean so this is a, a nice little interesting uh, spin on things so uh, yeah. Greg why don't why don't we go on to what's next
0: yeah let's uh, I think we're almost to the end of our uh, our news segment uh, but on the creator economic side last week we'd mentioned this uh, or last uh, two episodes, or Two weeks ago, last episode, uh, we mentioned that there's about $2 billion raised by the Ukrainian economy. The uh, information is actually published what they call a database, but I would call a piece of garbage because it only has 50 companies (laughs) in it. Um, I mean, like, there's two companies, at least in this stream right now, that aren't on that list. So, Um, yeah, no, I think uh, it is obviously some of the companies have raised some of the the larger amounts of money, but it's certainly not an all inclusive thing. So like, I kind of hate the idea that they're calling it a database and making it so, um, non-representative of the actual space. Uh, however, um, there is a lot of money flowing into our space that $2 billion is just from these companies. It's probably another billion if you add in all of the other supporting companies in the ecosystem. But if you do want to check it out, it's about like eight columns of data that you can find almost anywhere. Uh, I know Neil has put together his own list uh, from Influence.co. There's been a lot of great versions of this. Um, I'm hoping they will obviously expand this and allow people to either submit more companies. But if you did want to check out a little bit about some of that, the information does do a great job covering the creator economy in general. Uh, And I think um, this database hopefully is a, you know, a, a down payment on something bigger and better. Uh, for all of us. Um, so, uh, Ken, you want to talk about this? Uh, but before Ken uh, wraps up, uh, if now is your time to get to react to any of these stories, provide your own feedback, provide us your thoughts. So raise your hand if you're listening on Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces. I will also bring Mike in to see if he has any reaction to the news. Um, but Ken, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about our Flipboard?
1: Sounds good. So um, what if you're interested in anything that's going on in the creator economy. And basically, you know, this kind of goes back to what Greg's talking about. Like the fact that Greg was surprised by that TikTok was, has, has this new feature called Jump. You know, Greg, you could have gone to Flipboard, right? We have this magazine around the creator economy where we uh, are-
0: I, ag- I don't visit sites created in the 90s, Ken.
1: Oh my goodness. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. First of all- we were created in in the 2000s, okay? We're a flip was sure 11 years. Sure yes, we're we're more than we're more than a decade old, but we're not that old, okay? <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is where the show gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, and so 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 look, there's we're here. We only have like 10 minutes to talk about the news, right? And as much as we blather on and and we we enjoy talking to our guests, like we, there's there's so much that we can't talk about, and, or that we're unable to talk about because because we, we don't have time. So if you want to know what's going on in the in the world of creator economy, check out our Flipboard magazine. Uh, it's flipboard.com/slash at created economy. We are we are updating that every day with the latest news that's about what's going on. And there's stuff that we mention on the show that we'll pull from from that magazine. Um, and then. I mean, it's a great place to find the latest. That's about what's going on in, amongst influencers, creators, social media, tech, business, whatever. Uh, it's, it's, so feel free to go check it out. Um, have you, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. More than happy to to answer any questions uh, later on. Uh, but yeah, check out check it out Flipboard. Uh, that's where you're gonna find all the information you want about
0: the creator economy awesome awesome uh so mike yeah I, I apologize uh i think i we probably i messed up the the, the url <laughs> but um did we'll blame the intern for that on, on any of the news before we'll do a proper intro but we always like to give our yeah. guests a
2: chance to react to some of the news that we we did share yeah guys no words on the link honestly i mean the green room is amazing like you've got the best <laughs> snacks it was just like it was an honor to to be able to spend the time back there did you have the truffle prize? <laughs> no I had to. I, I mean, I'm, try, I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to cut back. But like, you know, when and wrote, right? I mean, it, it's only the finest price. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, you guys touched on like a lot of really fascinating stuff. Obviously, like we follow certainly what someone like Facebook, someone like Instagram, Twitter is doing in the space. Uh, and I certainly have a lot of reactions. I could probably blather on about it for a while. Uh, I think, you know, one of the most interesting things and, and one of the, you know, the newest releases here is like the Facebook bulletin thing. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think like it's <clears throat> you can certainly understand why they're doing it right from a business standpoint. I mean, you want to be able to cut into what Substack is doing. You want to be able to offer, you know, these tools to creators and sort of entice them back onto the platform. But I think like what it underscores is really kind of a trend that we've seen and like a frustration that we've identified a bunch of uh, amongst a lot of creators, which is that like, you know, you're still being asked to build your business on Facebook's land here, right? Mm -hmm. And, And you're ultimately, if you're using any of these tools, you know, it's great that they're not taking a cut for a certain period of time. But the truth is like, when you, you know, rent your audience from the social platforms, you ultimately don't have any way to be able to make those audiences portable, to be able to address them in a meaningful way. I mean, you're building value in somebody else's platform and you're really kind of tap dancing for tips on somebody else's stage when in reality you could be building an enduring relationship, which is what, you know, I I think a lot of fans and and a lot of creators want.
1: No, that's absolutely that you raise an interesting point. And I think this, as we, I mean, we're six uh, episodes into this, into the show and comment there's, you're, 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 we're seeing these common themes that are, that are arising, right? I mean, in terms of like, one can, you know, how are creators, you know, making a living out of this, How can they, how can they, you know, earn enough to, to make, to sustain themselves, right? I mean, this is a, there's like creator poverty, uh, 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 sustainability, that's an issue here. Then um, also there's like this whole, uh, the ownership, right? I mean, it's like, I think we've we've been around the 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 space so long that we kind of know like hey build, what 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 are the perils what are the risks on building on other people's land right on other people's property right and and the, like there those are a two of just many main themes that we have that 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 I'm seeing in in the creator space and it's just absolutely fascinating to you know to see to hear different takes and what what people are doing it's like oh Facebook saying hey we're doing we're, we're, we're no longer just a social network. We're, we're now allowing to, you to connect. So we're going to be able to do like, you know, chat. We're going to be able to do VR. We're going to be, you know, do email. We're doing podcasts, you know, video. But it's like, you know, what, what's that? What's that phrase is like, uh, uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, sh- you know, shame on me you or know, whatever. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> like, that's basically what you, what people run the risk of, of doing. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, Facebook's not going to screw us over this time. You know, they've done it like 15 other times. What's this time is going to be different, right? Or same thing for YouTube and same thing for, for Twitter and so on and so forth, right? A lot of these things, you know, people are placing a lot of these big bets on these platforms because of the reach, but they might get screwed.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ken. This is brought to you by the same organization that decided to clip news on it on an entire continent when they didn't <laughs> when they didn't like the nature of their deal, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. So look, I, it it always comes with strings attached. There's always you know somebody who's going to have their hand in the pocket of creators. I think you really have to look at the organizations that you know if you're a creator that you want to be able to work with and figure out you know whose core mission is empowering us and providing Mm -hmm. us that level of ownership and, you know, financial sustainability around what we want to do, while also not asking us to compromise our artistic vision (laughs) to support that work um and you know i mean look no further than a lot of the motivations of the platform right it's like you know they've known that this was a trend for a long time now it's a very financially viable thing and to get into the business and to clone other people's work is uh you know interesting but i if if i were a creator if anybody cared really what i had to say uh i think i'd be pretty weary
0: Mm. yeah well um Uh, For everyone listening, by the way, uh, uh, Joseline, just going to give you one chance in case there's anything you wanted to say or add to the convo before I introduce Mike uh, and we jump into the interview. Oh, still seeing mute. Uh, He's crying. He's crying. He's crying at us. All right. Uh, So... uh, For, for, for everyone listening, by the way, uh, so yeah, we are joined by Mike Donahue. He's the co-founder and CEO of Subtext. Um, Mike, do you want to give us a quick overview of like what is Subtext? You know, why did you create it? What drove you to this? Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll dive into some questions after that.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. I'll, I'll give you like the really high level. Overview and like stop me if I'm going into too much detail. I do this a lot. Right. So at its how does
0: SMS work?
2: No, just <laughs> does anybody want to talk about the new 10 DLC regulations? Oh we telephone consumer protection act. I know it's a it's a topic for, for another day and another podcast. But um, no, so subtext really kind of in its essence is a text communication platform. It's built to be able to connect creators. So this could be media companies, journalists, artists, you know, creators of any stride, podcasters uh, with their audiences in a much more intimate setting, uh, sort of through the medium that you use to communicate with your friends and family, SMS, right? And, and one of the reasons, you know, when we were were building the product i I mean you know one of the reasons that we wanted to build it on sms was one the sort of availability of the platform right the idea that 98 percent of the united states uses sms so you're not if you're a creator asking your audience to join a very specific platform to be able to follow you um so we liked that aspect of it but at the same time like We looked at, you know, what was going on in the email newsletter ecosystem, you know, the Substacks, Review, Tiny Letter, any of those platforms. And we said, you know, the barrier to entry there in terms of content creation is so high, right? Like there's such a small percentage of people that can research, draft, and share a really compelling email newsletter every day as compared to the ROI on a platform like that in terms of like an open rate, which even for the best newsletters is like, 35 40 percent so we wanted to use sms because it's compelling bilateral communication feels more personal uh and ultimately is you know more intimate for everybody involved uh that's kind of what we do at a high level so when when did
0: um subjects when did you form the company and and sort of you know uh relatively speaking how's it going how did it start where's it going huh
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, you know, I could share the the origin story. It's like a really funny one. Be happy to share it. But um, yeah, I mean, so so we're uh, basically a two and a half year old company at this point. Um, you know, we're growing it. Uh, I think we grew at twenty five hundred percent in the last twelve months. Um, so really excited about the growth trajectory. And at this point, I mean, you know, we work with most major media companies in the US. Mm-hmm. We work with major MCNs, folks like Studio 71, uh, major music outlets like Sony Music. So like, you know, this morning, we just launched uh, an amazing campaign with uh, Luke Hemmings, who's the lead singer of Five Seconds to Summer. Um, so, so really enthused about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've just got like, we've got a ton of momentum. We love where the platform's going and the use cases, uh, I think for us to sort of continually, uh, organically expanding as, you know, new folks come on board and sort of test the limits of what they can do in the medium.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Now, just, um, for some context, I guess, right. Uh, just from the ecosystem point of view, are you, um, like low level, like Twilio or higher level kind of like community. You know, I like I, I, the value prop that you put forward, which I think is like one of the most critical parts of the emergent creator economy is really like own your audience, um, have better conversations, have meaningful conversations. Right. And so, like, there, there, there's not a lot of competition, uh, actually, like, relatively speaking, in, in your specific domain. So, I'm just curious, like, how do you see yourself relative to some of the other players?
2: yeah yeah so really good question i mean uh in terms of the level i'd say that we're higher level much more like community right where we're sort of we're both consumer facing and client facing right i mean you know we have a dashboard it's a SaaS platform that's sort of how we operated that's the business model i'd say the real differentiator for us versus say someone like community is one we have a built-in subscription monetization feature right so if you want to be able to charge $5 a month, $10 a month for sort of private communications and access to this community that's hosted by, you know, a creator or a journalist, you know, whose work you really admire or something like that, that's built in. And then I think the other real differentiator for us, besides attack and, you know, some of the functionality and that type of thing uh, is the idea that like, we're genuinely focused on like creating enduring connections here. I think like if you subscribe to anybody on the community platform, uh, a lot of it is really just sort of celebrity-driven marketing, Podcasts, right? And stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. yeah, and and candidly, I mean, it's a, it's a bit disingenuous in the sense that, like, it's a big data it's, collection. It's opt-in
0: spam, right? On the it's, it's opt-in that.
2: spam, but I mean, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big data collection play, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, why does Dennis Rodman need to know my birthday in order <laughs> to try and sell me T-shirts? He's right? gonna say, like being, I'm not about. being." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not being glib about it. Like, no, I, no for sure, for I'm, sure. Obviously, I'm biased, but I, I mean, I think you know, if you were to really boil down, like, what differentiates us, like, we live out that philosophy of like direct engagement.
1: Well, Greg, I, I think you know, and here's, and I think, uh, admittedly, I am, I, I'm, ha- I'm really excited about this, about having Mike on the show, because uh, I think I've been watching what sub- Subtext has been doing for for some time. Um, and I actually know, um, one of, uh, somebody that works at subtext, uh, David, David Cohn. Um, uh, we, we worked together way back in the day for, on, on other stuff. Um, and as a reporter, him and I, have uh, uh, you know, I, I know I'm very interested in what you, you, you know, subtext has been doing, you know, poignantly. I mean, it's like, I think for me, the media side is, is, uh, the media usage is, is pretty powerful. Obviously, you that all of what media companies are doing with subtext can instantly be used by individuals, creators, influencers, anybody, any personality. And and Mike, if you allow me, I think one thing that I wanted to highlight is what it was the it was the uh, um, the horrible weather in Texas. Uh, as one example, I think was the it was a, it was a uh, the cold spell, the blizzard, or, or, or like this horrible horrible uh, freeze that that struck Texas, and basically to, like media outlets weren't like shut down websites and 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 media uh, companies. I think it was like the Texas Tribune wasn't able to to get into the office and and or file stories and notify and notify the public about what the hell is going on. So they they turned to SMS. And I believe, and and subtext was powering that, right? And so this is, I mean, it's kind of like, it's fascinating how we're talking about like, you know, it for, It doesn't necessarily seem like, oh, SMS is creator. I mean, it's not, it's it's almost to me, it's almost like it's like the sales force of the creator space because it's not the sexy part, right? It's not like, oh, we're we're this chat platform. We're, you know, we're, we have this new newsletter mm-hmm. and everyone's, it's like, the, it's all, you know, trendy and, and, and whatever. It's like, no, no, no but what's actually going to get uh, the most bang for your buck, right? And, and people are on their uh, – I think it's, it's platform agnostic, right? Because fundamentally, if you have a phone, you're going to get an SMS. You can get an SMS. It's not that hard for you to, to grasp how to get an SMS. But if you're going to have, like, older generations or, or people that may not be technologically savvy – It's like, or they may hate the platforms themselves, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's like, I don't have an Apple, you know, I might not have an Apple device. So why am I going to, you know, there's, there's that barrier or I don't like Facebook. So I'm not going to, you, you know, you can't, you're not going to communicate me through Facebook or WhatsApp or messenger or whatever, or Instagram. You're not going to get me there. I don't have a Twitter account. You're not going to get me there. Right. Or, you know, my email, I never check email. Right. So you're not going to get me a newsletter, but you're, you're always going to have your phone on you. Right. So there's a, that's pretty powerful. And as we're talking mm-hmm. about, one of the things that themes that we talked, mentioned earlier is like people don't want to uh, uh, rent space from existing platforms. They want to own their, the, the you know, their platform and their data. It's kind of interesting to see how, what, what Subtext is doing in, in this regard. Uh, so, Mike, if, could you share a little bit more in terms of how you're seeing creators? Uh, you know, you, you, talk about, you have musicians and artists and, and media that are using it. Like how, what, tell, tell me about some creative ways that are, that they're doing, uh, that they're using subtext and, and how does, and what are some strategies for creators who are like, Hey, I want to think about this SMS now,
0: right? Like <clears throat> why do they want to do that? And just to add, i uh, cu- curious to add, if you could add into that though, um, was creators the original sort of audience or was it just, it became apparent that was the audience. Uh, you know, as part of that combo.
2: Yeah, great. Uh, so so let me take the last question first. So we we actually started out working primarily with media companies, um, but because of the amount of inbound interest that we got from creators and, and the momentum in the space, we really kind of looked at and said like, you know what, Ken, to your point, like the technology is really ubiquitous, right? Like it doesn't require you to get locked into an individual platform. It doesn't require you to, know make a huge investment in terms of time creating profiles on something like clubhouse like it operates across all of the platforms and candidly i mean it sort of subsumes all of them as marketing channels to drive subscriptions for your overarching subtext presence right which is kind of you know it's it's what we love And, and it sort of separates out your biggest fans from your followers that exist on these platforms that are maybe just sort of passively involved in what it is that you're doing. Um, and I think, it, you know, it does, it, it it gives creators candidly, like the ability to create a much more intimate connection here with their biggest fans, right? The people that want to be able to respond to that. Because, I mean, one of the things that we see universally on the platform, right? So like, uh, this is totally anecdotal, but like, you know, on social platforms, and, and there's a great piece that came out on this. I, I think the information wrote it, I think Kaya Yuryev wrote it, mm-hmm. um, but sort of the fatigue that a lot of creators are experiencing on mm-hmm. the social platforms, number one, having to just churn out tremendous amounts of content, mm-hmm. right? Like creating content, especially like newsletters, like really high, uh, you know, high fidelity, like video content and that type of thing. It's not a great business model, right? When in reality, what people ultimately want okay. is the ability to engage with that personality, right? So whereas drafting a text message might take two minutes, and 92% of your audience is going to read it, and 30% of them are going to respond, and many of them are going to get that feeling of having that direct connection, which is a really kind of uh, serendipitous payoff. You know, you could spend an entire day drafting an email newsletter, creating a video only to have the platform that you're posting it to make decisions algorithmically around who's going to see it. Right. Yeah. So like, I think like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things at play there, but Ken, to, to your question, right. So like, what are some of the more like compelling use cases that we're seeing on the platform? Yep. So <clears throat> you bring up the work that the teams in Texas did and, and, it, you know, around the storm and it was, The Texas Tribune, the Austin Statesman, Austonia, many, many, you know, big media, most of the media companies that covered the area. And one of the things that they quickly realized, right, was like because of the power outages, people weren't going to be able to keep computers on. They likely weren't going to be on the social platforms. They weren't going to be able to read stories. Their Internet connectivity was spotty. So turning to SMS, which can operate off of a cellular network and is really reliable, gave them the ability to not only communicate with those audiences, but also to field questions, right, Mm -hmm. and to be able to respond to those questions. So, like, should I be boiling my water right now? What do we know about when the power is going to come out in this region? So, like, there's a lot of things that can be done. and, And candidly, a lot of those questions would have gone unasked on social platforms because not everybody wants to participate, right? Like it's toxic. There's a lot of sort of performative trolling that happens there. So like the intimacy of that connection and like the health of that communication I think is really refreshing for a lot of people on the platform. And then, you know, for some of the some of the more like, you know, fun lighthearted use cases, like we work with <clears throat> a lot of folks in the audio space that are using the platform as sort of shoulder communication to podcasts, right? So if that's Vanity Fair or CNET, or even like Guy Kawasaki, who uses it as like, you know, shoulder communication to his podcast which is amazing. And they're using it to field questions from an audience to keep up that sort of communication cadence between episodes and to create sort of a participatory feedback loop for the audience to pay something off. Right. So like, I'll give you an example, you know, if uh, Roger at CNET is going to be interviewing, I don't know, say Jeff Bezos. Right. And he wants to put this out to the community. Hey, I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Bezos today. If you had the chance to sit down with him, what question would you ask him? He's going to get flooded with questions. He's going to be able to ask a couple of those. And he's going to really be able to sort of humanize the media company, bring people into his process. Uh, and again, pay off the nature of that like very intimate relationship, um, and then like you know, I mean, there's always like leave it to creators to do some of the most like creative things, maybe that you would see on the platform, and like test the boundaries of it. But like you know, we have we have an amazing band who's on one of the Sony labels who does like a weekly trivia night with all their fans on the platform. They do live Q and As, they do AMAs, they share photos from. Uh, you know, behind the scenes when they're recording or they're going on tour audio clips, so like you know there's a ton that can be done with it and and honestly, I mean we're really just starting to figure out the the power of it and and everything that it can do
0: by the way, um, I do see a hand up in Clubhouse, so why don't we see if we can get Russell to ask his question? um it's very intriguing. I love hearing these use cases though, because um, I think most people might flatten sms down to something sort of like very um not like non-dimensional right like in this idea that intimacy does scale um you know uh, the, like sms is that slipstream into you right and so uh because it's very personal it's in your phone and it does feel <clears> a bit <throat> more intimate like inherently but it also is a text-based medium and so i think we're like we become so encouraged by video and audio and all these other like sort of quote unquote rich layers on top that it's interesting to hear all these other things that are happening that actually build intimacy as well. Um, at the same time, uh, sorry, Russell, I, I thought I tried to bring you up here. Let me just see uh, if you have a question, by the way, for Mike, by all means, just raise your hand, um, in either the Twitter space or uh, clubhouse, uh, or drop your question in the comments for all you watching, uh, on LinkedIn or YouTube, wherever it may be. Russell, did you have a question?
2: No, I just wanted
0: to say hi. Oh, okay. Uh, Greg, I have a question. Oh. Oh, This is Hoselein. Can you hear me okay? Hoselein, please go ahead. Yeah, so I just signed up. What is the the pricing model? Uh, I'm familiar with using something called simple texting. Um, Is it like a a monthly, unlimited? I'm sure that's probably a cap because it's SMS. Is it per text? Like what's the, from a creator standpoint, what's that? look like? And then also, how did the creator generate revenue? Is it through your app or sending links to another source where they're collecting revenue?
2: Cool. Yeah, really good question. So we really kind of have two models that we do. And, uh, you know, it depends on your use case on the platform. So we have one, let's say you just want to be able to create a community that's free for the public to join. For us, that's just sort of a licensing fee associated with the total number of subscribers that you have on the platform and how many messages you're sending in a given month. We don't put caps on it. We don't put artificial restrictions on your messaging. We don't limit you from sharing you know, photos or video or other rich media. I mean, we're, we're a pretty wide open platform. Like we're very creator friendly in that regard. And then to your second question, or sorry, the second part of the model um, is really subscription based, right? So when you apply to start a campaign on our platform, if you want to have it be paid, meaning subscribers pay to be a part of this a monthly fee, you tell us what you want the price point to be. You know, we give you the ability to create promo codes, we give you the ability to integrate into any existing platform. So if that's a Substack, if that's a Patreon, or, you know, wherever else you're beating your community. Um, you know, we do that and we really kind of coach you through it and we put it out there in the market and and we optimize for it. But, um, you know, look, I mean, the economics of it are like very simple. If if you're somebody that, you know, wants to charge $5 a month and you have a thousand subscribers that are willing to pay, you know, you're grossing $5,000 in a given month. And, you know, to give you a little bit of insight into the business, our churn rate for paid subscribers annually is less than 2%. So wow. as people sign up, they stick around because of the intimacy of the platform. I'll give this to you anecdotally. That's right. That's crazy. But so I'll give this to you anecdotally. Like there's always going to be people that sure, have to yeah, unsubscribe economic yeah. realities, you know, maybe a sports team isn't doing that well that year, like whatever it's going to be, right? People have unsubscribed. We handle all the tech back and all the customer service and that type of thing. I can't tell you how many emails we get where someone is unsubscribing and then they email us and ask like Hey, look! I have to unsubscribe. Here's why. Can you not tell Ken that I'm unsubscribing to the campaign, right? And like, it's anecdotal, but I think it does speak to wow. that like really personal connection that that people are forging. That, which that is, is cool. amazing. I,
0: I mean, that's that's really unheard of and, and pretty phenomenal. Um, Mike, I am curious actually to connect a dot from Josefine. Uh, thank you so much. That was a great question. Um, but. You know we've seen sort of like uh Twitter and uh, like you know um, um Shopify and somebody I, I believe this is going to be an emergent model. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that idea of like sort of like a you know a lifetime revenue meter where sort of maybe differential rates or any of those kinds of things? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? The evolution <clears throat> into that direction,
2: yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting, right? It's like the The way I mean, you're seeing a lot more sophistication right now in terms of like how we're approaching the value, you know, like what LTV looks like in terms of an individual subscriber, how we're sort of partitioning certain experiences on the platform, like how you create that like striation according to like expectations, what you have access to, and that type of thing. So, I mean, you know, again, I like, I think it will, I think it will always continue to evolve. I think it's going to continue to be super interesting. Um, but it's hard. It can be hard to wager a guess. Uh, and my my daughter has joined us. She's fresh from the pool. Hey, hey, uh, say hi, humba. <laughs> it's like a hundred like degrees here in New York. So oh my goodness! Ah, nice,
0: nice, up. nice. Are you in this? You're not in the city. I take it. Right, right outside the city. Right yeah. outside. I, I, yeah, I I grew up in our, in Rockland County.
2: Are oh, you kidding? For real? Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I, I got I make it through there all the time. I'm in New Jersey. I'm like ten miles outside the city. Nice, New nice. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Hey hon, can you go ask mom for a cookie and daddy's gonna daddy's gonna wrap up his interview? <laughs> <laughs> can you get a cookie for us too? No. No. No, come on, one for no, daddy. No. no
0: cookies for Ken. No cookies for oh. Uncle Ken. Um. <laughs> okay.
2: Go downstairs and um. ask mom ask Mama for a cookie, okay? And then I'll take your
0: baby board
2: no she's not too busy she's never no, too, busy.
0: too busy
2: yeah, okay i'll be right <laughs> i'll be back honey i'll be back um, you have nothing to do oh yeah thank you thank you honey. What
0: real life I mean. is like so. leave it <laughs> by the <laughs> way uh I, I see john and dj over in clubhouse as well in case any of you have a question for mike from subtext uh feel free to raise your hand happy to have your questions uh, and uh, anyone listening, or if you are watching, by all means, drop a question. We're about to about five, six more minutes. Um, so I guess um, l- l- let me ask maybe the last question, unless Ken has one. Um, uh, but uh, just Mike, where's it going? Like, what what happens next for Subtext? And 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 more importantly, um, you know, I think for our audience, is 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 what are what are the things they should be thinking about, right? Relative to the trajectory of like, say, like. What companies like you are on, and what what are you, what are the opportunities you're trying to open? Because I think creator businesses have been flourishing, largely to an extent because of uh, us creating tools to facilitate those those pathways. So I'm just curious, not like the actual roadmap, unless you want to share that. But you know, just like like, like where do you think things are going, and 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 what would you encourage or or your advice to creators today? Um, Have I got a roadmap for you guys? No. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) 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 it's just between us. It's all good. Don't worry about it. (laughs) My my daughter's got it. She just took it downstairs. Um, So no, I I mean, in terms of the business, like really kind of what we're focused on right now is sort of like continuing to sort of technically differentiate everything that we do and like consistently rolling out like new tools for creators. I think you're going to see, some really interesting announcements come out from us uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, one, of the, one of them having to deal with the new name image likeness monetization that's been freed up for collegiate athletes. Um, there's 176,000 Division I collegiate athletes that now have the opportunity to connect and monetize their relationship with fans, and I think that's going to be really exciting. Um And then I think, you know, you'll see us continue to explore, organically explore sort of new use cases that are out there. So we get a lot of interest in like the event space. We just started working with the team at Ironman uh, to do all of their events uh, in the U.S. and their communication with athletes. And there's a lot of demand for live events, virtual events, fests, that type of thing is a great tool to be able to use there as well. Um, But really, we're just trying to continue to roll out new features and like differentiate scale the platform and grow the team but uh, i think a lot of exciting stuff ahead
0: very very good to hear uh, and, and in case you haven't tried it or checked it out already it is at join what uh join join subtext. Subtext. Com. Dot .com yeah uh so we'll share a link to that
1: Mike, uh one, one thing is like as we're talking about sms is that those that are that may not be aware is like what it what is it about sms like that. That what's the differentiator that that uh, Subtext offers in terms of S, uh, SMS, right? I mean, you you talk about like, oh, I could use like a MessageBird or or Twilio and basically set up my own variation. Obviously, if I'm a coder, a developer, I can do it myself. Uh, but but what kinds of bells and whistles does Subtext offer? Uh, or is most of the stuff all behind the scenes, like the infrastructure of 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 SMS <laughs> delivery, right? I mean. Uh is it just a i I can just send a message to 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 people that are watching here, people that subscribe to Created Economy uh show. But what else, like what other stuff can you do? Cause I remember back in the day you could have different short codes and like oh message 404 or whatever to and then you get news about blah, 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 or then this one for this and so and so. Is this yeah. like how ramped up is this now?
2: Yeah, it's very ramped up. Right, and uh, I'll, I'll have to give you—I'll have to give you guys sort of a demo of the platform the next time you want to see. I'd love to walk you through it, or walk any of your listeners through it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, there's really kind of two—there's two areas of differentiation. One is sort of the behind-the-scenes infrastructure that you ultimately build, and sort of the elegance that sits on top of like the intricacy that is communicating SMS at scale. Like to give you a little bit of background, right? I think like in you know. This year, I think we're projected to send like 3 billion messages, right? So like to send 3 billion messages over various carrier networks, even like we're starting to do some international work as well, is like a very involved thing. So, you know, whereas like there's tools out there that allow you to like, you know, take some building blocks and sort of build this up, it takes a tremendous amount of work to get it to the point where like it's elegant and simple and intuitive and easy to use. Like our onboarding for new creators is less than five minutes from a technical standpoint. Cause if you can log in and send an email, you can send a broadcast level text. And then there's a lot of tools that we make available to creators, right? So we use like NLP, for example, on the back end of the platform to allow creators to ask questions and field responses from their fans and then, based on those responses categorize those fans into new addressable audiences right so if you only want to talk to your audience that say prefers pizza over hamburgers like that's something that you can do uh, the ability to send images audio files gifts like to be able to field all that back um, so there's there's a ton uh, underneath the hood in terms of like the feature set as well that you know we continue to build out but i would say you know overarchingly like Our ability to white label this platform and the APIs that we use to integrate, especially on the media side, into existing like digital subscription platforms and that type of thing is a real differentiator for us, right? Like, you know, we talked about, we talked about like the brand forwardness of someone like Clubhouse and we're really sort of creator brand forward. We're happy to stay behind the scenes and be white labeled if it means that uh, it makes, you know, our creators, our clients' brands stand out more effectively
1: and what kind of a uh, cut do you does subtext take from creators your your users
2: yeah so in the can in the instance that like we're doing a subscription campaign with someone cuz mm-hmm. in the in the other instance like we're not taking a cut it's it's just a flat licensing fee um, but it really depends on like size scope and price point i'd say on average it's usually an 80 20 split with 80% attributable to the creator um, Bora is flexible there according to, you know, price point and size and scope and that type of thing.
0: Awesome. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining us, for sharing so much about what you're working on. Thank you for uh, introducing us to sort of, you know, I think a, a better mindset about like uh, how to build audiences that matter uh, and that can last the test of time. And congrats on the success. It's really <clears> amazing <throat> to hear um, how well Subtext is doing and how well the product performs more importantly for our creator fans and friends out there. So uh, we welcome you to come back anytime. You're always welcome to come back and join the conversation, participate in any way that's possible. And certainly when that new news comes out, uh, we'll try to cover it here as well. <laughs> so to give us that heads up. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And and uh, honestly, guys, it was an honor. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go get that cookie. Right. You, <laughs> then, you know, next time I come on, we'll, we'll, I'll have a variety. you awesome. got it. You've got, Have good. a great one. Have a
0: great one. Bye. Thanks, right. Mike. Thanks, guys. Be well. So, uh, another good episode in the books. Thank you, Ken. By the way, uh, so here, everyone who's listening, we would love for you to join us. Uh, so in case you don't know, I actually uh, am the founder of a creator economy company called Zealous. Really, and uh, um, you're in the creator space, yeah, I, I, I am. And uh, we are about to beta test the brand new version of Zealous. Uh, which is, uh, basically, um, easiest way to think about It's like a hybrid between Twitch StreamYard, and, um, what's the tool, uh, clubhouse. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, we're having our first episode of created after dark. It's our after show. So this is the official show is about to end in one minute, but what you can do is if you head over created dot show slash live, and we're about to tweet out a link to it and share it as well. Um, But what you could do, or if you just go to created.show, it's a link from the homepage. Uh, You'll be able to come and join us on stage with video or audio and actually join into the conversation. We're just going to chat about what today's show is about and any of the other topics. So um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Like I mentioned, if you want to join us for the after show, it's over at created.show slash live. It'll uh, just wait up over there and we will get there in a second. Um, Anything else we have in this deck here? Oh, yeah. Who's coming up Next week. Our good friend Matt is going to be here from FamePick. Uh, on July 14th, we have Nicolina Moon. Um, she's a creator and Twitch, um, uh, Twitch streamer. Uh, we have Fernando Parnas from Superfans coming up on July 21st. July 28th, uh, we got Steven and Antonio from the Black Creator Crew. Uh, we will be off August 4th because I will be traveling. Uh, but we are always looking for guests. And so if you'd like to join us on the show, have something interesting to share or a unique point of view, by all means, head over to and sign up. There's a link right there for you to uh, put your name and to be a guest on the show. So thank you so much, Ken. Always good to see you. And I'll Likewise. see you over in Zealous uh, for the After Dark Show. Woo-hoo. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. And we will see you soon.